Now we're going to do a review of the Sikha Bays and Parshas Todos in Chelik Yud. The Tan Chelik. Chelik Yud, the sense volume of the Kutu uh in the second Sikha for Todos. So over here the Rebbe explains a, uh, the whole idea about what really was the blessing that Yitzchok gave um, um, to, um, to Yaakov. He brings down an interesting medrash from the Sifri he brings down, which is a little bit difficult to understand. And the Rebbe explains that um, Yaak- Yitzchok gave Yaakov the uh, blessing, the power of Teshuva. Of real teshuva, the koyach from Hashem for doing teshuva. As Rebbe will explain, because there's various different, you know, the Rebbe will address, you know, the sefri itself needs to be understood. And what does it mean when we say, it says, v'yitain? What does it mean, v'yitain? Why doesn't it say, yitain? Why does it say, and he shall give? So the Medrash says, well, he shall give and give, like again. But what does it mean by the Abishter? I mean, if a person you can say gives you once, then it can give you a second time. But the Ebershah can give you everything all at once. What does it mean, give and then give again? So the Rebbe says, you know, there's one thing to give and there's another thing is to be able to grow. There's, on your own. In other words, first what the Ebershah gives you. And then there is something the Ebershah gives you the power that not only what he gave you, but that you should be able to actually increase on your own. So that's an additional bracha. Rebbe says it's a bracha of tzaddik and bal tshuva. There is a bracha of, it says that in the Pirkei Ovis about somebody, a bracha, somebody who remembers everything that you tell him is a boir, suchenim abetipi, gets everything. But then there is a bracha of somebody who is kemayon amizgaber, like a well which overpowers, which means you go stronger. Let's look inside. So the first ois, the Rebbe says, in our parashat relates that uh, before Yaakov got the bracha, so the Rebbe wants to explain what did, what did Hashem really give him. So what's the introduction to the bracha? So he says that Yitzchak, our father, said to him as an introduction, Look, look at the smell of my son, you smell like the smell of the field which Hashem has blessed. Which, by the way, we learned in another sicha, which the Rebbe expounds. Uh, he says, you smell like the field that Hashem has blessed. What, what is he talking about? That's Ganeiden. Ganeiden is a garden. It's a field which smells beautiful. How did uh, Yitzchak know what the Ganeiden smells like? So the Rebbe brings down a whole, uh, from the Sefer Abohir, that Yitzchak was actually in Gan Eden for a few years. There's a Sikh of the Rebbe explaining that, that uh, three years he spent in Gan Eden. So Yitzchak knew, and that's why his years are not counted, that enters a conflict between what the age was. That's another discussion, but he says to him, you smell, you smell, my son, is you smell like the smell of a field, which Hashem is blessed. In this context, when you read it in the simple meaning, it seems all positive, right? A good fragrance, a smell of a field that Hashem has blessed like the Gan Eden. However, in the Sifri, he splits the Pasuk into three parts. He says, Rei, Rei that's a positive. Kirei that's a negative, because he's talking about Yerushalayim as it's been like a field that's destroyed. So the first one is Reyach Bini. When it's the building, the Reyach, the Korbonis, Rey Reyach Bini, he was saying about alluding to the Korbonis, the time that the base of English is built. Kireyach Soda, already, that was already negative. That was talking about when the Yerushalayim was destroyed. Asher Berach Hashem, it's back to the base of English after it's Rebuilt. Why is this all an introduction? That's going to be the reposition. Let's look what it says. Our sages and blessed memory say on this passage in the Sifri, they say, 
that so we find the chenat the meitzu biyitzchok shera oisoi bonui oisoi is referring to the base hamikdash that yitzchok saw it built and the oisoi chorov that was the introduction before he's blessing him he saw it destroyed the oisoi bonul mshuchul laosid lovi and he also saw it built and fixed in the future to come how is the pasuk where is all these seeing that he saw. He saw the building, he saw it built, he saw it destroyed, and then he saw it rebuilt again in the future. So, so it says, Bini comes from the Loshan Hariboni, that comes from the Loshan that it's built. What is Reyach? Reyach goes on the Karbonis, because the Karbonis are a pleasant aroma, which was brought in the base of Mikdash. So Reyach Bini means the Korbonis of a built base Hamikdash, the Reyach that comes from there. But then when it says Kireyach Sode, that's already Fahari Chorev. That's talking about uh, a destruction already. That refers to Tzien Sode Techorosh. When it talks about the destruction of Yerushalayim, it says Tzien will be plowed like the field. So when it says here, Kireyach Sode is talking about the destruction. And then it says, Hashem is back, Haribonum It's already built and already lost in love. So the Rebbe says it's not understood. How is it possible that all these three things, we're talking about what Yitzchak saw, he saw the destroyed Beis as well, the built, destroyed, and the rebuilt, how are they all an introduction? To Yaakov's blessing. Before V'yitin L'chot, that was the introduction. How could we say one of them, which is the, the destruction of the Beis HaMikdosh, so why, do, why is the Beis HaMikdosh destroyed? Because of our sins. Right? Yad she'nishtalcha b'mikdoshecha mibnei chato'enu. Why do we say the davening? And it's because of our sins. So part of what we're saying, so why is he introducing even this idea of a sin? So how could this be something which is negative, which is opposite of good and blessing, should be an introduction for blessing? So that's, we need to understand what is the meaning of here from this blessing. Also, why specifically that we have here the hint of a soda. Uh, so, this is talking about a pasuk. The word soda itself doesn't mean bad. The pasuk of soda is a, an allusion to another pasuk which says soda tzion soda techorish. So. That's, that's very difficult to understand. Why is the Torah hidden that in the word field? If we're talking about, when we say about the building and you say the word reyach b'ni, we understand the reyach b'ni. That makes sense before because the reyach is something which is very important in the Beis HaMikdosh. Same thing as Shebrach HaShem. HaShem blessed means HaShem will bless it in the future because the fact that it's going to be built and it's going to be totally, uh, uh, completely uh, re-put, uh, everything is going to be beautiful. That comes from the blessing of Hashem. But what's the connection in the world of, with the word of Sodem? Um, why is it connected to Sodem? And also, the, word, the whole idea, even the Pasuk, when it talks about Sodem, uh, that's like a second step first we talk about the destruction of the Beis Amikdosh and then it says that the whole Zion will be plowed down like a field uh, it's a, another it's a separate thing so why are we talking about Sada the Rebbe wants to bring out from this and the Rebbe will explain that there's a special thing about uh, about Sada that um, what you do in a soda is sort of you break up uh, the field. Uh, so that's a level of 
sort of it, it represents in the service of Hashem a level that you feel bad about your situation and it's broken up and that allows for a field to uh, start to absorb the rain. Uh, you can't have the Torah hints here, this, this, this hints here of the Soda is a hint here because we're talking about especially about the Brach of Abal Shuvah, as the Rebbe will say which uh, the Brach of Abal Shuvah is, is actually of one uh, being like a field plowed and once you're plowed you actually reach a higher level as the Rebbe will explain later on but what the Rebbe wants with these questions is to A, tell you that even though we're talking about the destruction of the Beis Amikdash over here, but there is something positive that Hashem is going to give us because of the destruction of the Beis Amikdash, because we're Balchubas, because we're in the level of Sada, as the Rebbe will explain in the Sikha, but just giving you a little bit of what the Rebbe will say. What are the three parts of the Pasik, Rachel? The three parts in the Pasik, the way the Sifri explains that. What are the three parts? Noise based, the Rebbe continues to explain that to understand this, we have to explain, introduce first what the Chazal tell us on the bracha of the Abish that it says, and he shall give you. What does it mean, and he shall give you? He'll give and he'll give again. So, it seems to be difficult. What is lacking in the first giving that Hashem has to say, oh, I'll give you another time? When you're talking about a person that gives you, so even if a person gives you a very large gift, a big, large gift, yet it's still limited because the person who gives is a limited person, can only give a limited. Therefore, it's possible that you have to make up and you have to add to give more after the one you gave already. But when we talk in our matter, we talk when the Abishter is the one that gives. So for sure, when the Abishter gives you in the beginning, he gives it from the kindness of Hashem. And it's a complete, and it's unlimited. Just like Hashem is unlimited and total completion, He gives it like that. So what is going to be added, Hashem is going to give you, and He's going to give you again. What does it mean, give you again? And the Rebbe adds further. Even if we should say that there is some sort of a limit, even how Hashem gives it, and you can add to Hashem's giving. That would be if the blessing is talking to an individual, to a personal, to somebody personal. So say like when the uh, tribes were blessed by Yankov Avinu and Moshe Rabbeinu, so they both blessed the tribes. First, Yaakov blessed them, then Moshe Rabbeinu. Yaakov blessed them in Parshish Vayichi. Moshe Rabbeinu blessed them in Parshish Yisabracha. And we say over there, that when Moshe Rabbeinu blessed them, he blessed them according to the blessing that they got from Yaakov. So over here you see that there was a blessing one, and then there was a, again, another blessing. So because of this definition that this was a specific bracha to specific people that are blessed, like the people of this tribe. So then you can understand that there is room to add more in the bracha itself or to add uh, additional people that would be blessed in it. So in other words, there we blessed everybody with everyone's blessing. But in our case, who is the one that is being blessed? That's Yaakov Avinu, which includes all of the Jewish souls. This is already known that actually it says that the beauty of Yaakov Avinu, and the Gemara says, the Gemara counts the most beautiful people over there, Rabbi Yochanan, all the way up, and it says that Yaakov's beauty was from the beauty of Odomarish, which means basically that it's a... Uh, general souls, so all the general souls, the Yiddish souls that were included in Adam Arishan are later on go through Yaakov Avinu. So that's a general blessing for all Klal Yisrael, and it's also a blessing that includes all kinds of good because you say, uh, and we don't just say, we say, 
the dew means that this is even higher than just the, within the Shemayim itself is the dew which is a higher level than Shemayim. Uh, because we say that there is a there is an advantage in Hasidus it talks about over dew, over rain. Dew is always, rain comes down only sometimes and other things. And also we say Mishmani Haaretz which is the fat of the land, which is the bad. So what does it really mean that Hashem should Give and give again. He gave already. If he gives everything, Yitzchak gives to Yaakov. He says, Yitzchak, who's going to give? The Ebrister. The Ebrister is going to give Yaakov. So he's going to give Yaakov everything. What else is Hashem going to give him? Another question the Rebbe says, why does it say, The blessings usually come from the Shem Havaya, which is the level of compassion, Rachamim, and not Shem Malikim, which uh, is... Usually, it's a measure of judgment. Tzimtzum. Why does it say that Elohim will give? The Rebbe is going building all this up to try to explain to us over here the level of Balshuva, the level there is an additional level that the Abishter gives you, as we will see. So the Rebbe says in Ois Gimel that the Yuvan Kolzeh, we can all understand this by a Moshul of there is two ways. Of a, of a rav, of a teacher, giving to the students. Two, two, two possibilities. Number one is that the student only receives the intellect of the teacher, which means the intellect from his teacher. So, which means you are the greatest student. You get it on the most elevated level, you actually unite with the idea of the Rav. You really get it. But doesn't mean that the student itself can come up with any new ideas. So all what you're getting is you're getting your teacher's ideas. But you don't have the power to come up with own ideas. The second step is that the Talmud base is that the Talmud receives the teacher's ideas in such a great way that it impacts him and gives him the ability that he also should be able to come up with ideas with his own power. So the teacher empowered him and taught him and gave him so much that he can go ahead and think for himself now and he can come up with ideas himself. This is we see in the Pirkei Ovis, in Mishnah, by the Talmidim of Rabbi Yechonah ben Zakkai. So when he praised Rabbi Lezeb ben Hurkinus, he said he was like a, a cistern that was lined with, 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 with pitch, with a, with a plaster. It doesn't lose a drop. You know, they used to have the pits, they used to fill, fill the water. But if you put a good lining of good cement, a good, uh, not cement, but something that a waterproof, so every drop stays in there. So he wanted to uh, say what a great mm, receiver Rabbi Lezeb and Hurkinus was. He didn't even lose one drop of everything Rabbi Yechamazakai told him. That would be a tremendous level, the highest level about receiving the Chochmah itself. But yet, when he talked about Rabbi Lezeb and Azariah, what does he say about him? Rabbi Lezben Azari says he is Rabbi Lezben Aruch. Sorry, Rabbi Lezben Aruch. He is like a well that strengthens itself, that increases, which means that he goes ahead and adds, and he comes up with his own power. So it's understood that in the second level of influence, there is an advantage with regards to the first one. As the Mishnah says over there, if all the Jewish sages would be on one side and Eliezer ben Hurkinus would also be with them, which means that's the greatest level, he remembered everything. And still, if Rabbi Lozer ben Aruch, the one who was Kimayna Mizgaber, was on the other side of the scale, Rabbi Lozer ben Azach would, would tilt the scale to his benefit. That means he stood greater than everybody. So the reason for this is very simple. Because although the person who's like the pit, who doesn't lose a drop, 
is a very great level in receiving the ideas, and that's why if Rabbi Lezabenazurkinus in this in that level can also outweigh all Jewish sages, even Rabbi Lezaben Aroch. So the Rebbe learns that when it says originally I can outweigh Rabbi Lezaben Aroch, that means him included. That's uh, uh, the way the Rebbe brings down from the Mephorshim of the Pirkei Office. It doesn't mean one against the other, but it means there is an advantage to being able to receive fully. But yet on the other hand, there is still that wisdom is limited to what he received. So yes, that's a great thing. You received everything, but not more. It means not less, but you're still limited to what you received from your teacher. But if somebody's like Mayan Hamizgaber, who like a well that overpowers, to add more wisdom with your own power, so then you have the power and the strength to go more and more without any limitation. So, okay, where does that student get that power to be like a Mayan Hamizgaber on his own? That is also a result and it is impacted by what the Rav gave to him. Because the purpose and the goal of uh, the flow is also in that level that the teacher should place the student on such a level, place him on his feet so that he can become, I have in English an expression, give him a meal, you give him one meal, teach him a trade, you'll save him the rest of his life. Uh, Giving the the student the means of being able to come up with own idea, that comes, the rabbi gives to him that he should be able to come up with ideas on his own. So it turns out that also those novelties are based on the way the Rav taught him. So we see this also uh, if you look at the Mishnah, well, you don't argue and say, no, no, no. That has nothing to do with the Rav, that has to do just with the student himself. He says, look at the Mishnah and the language over there. It says that this is a follow-up to what the Mishnah says, there were five students that Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai had. So it turns out that even this advantage that we're talking about, Rabbi Lozo ben Aroch, that he was Kimayin Hamizgaber, comes the fact that he was a student from Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai. So that means that the teacher gives him, taught him in that way that he should be able to become on his own, coming up with ideas. And the Rabbi continues, you know, that similar to this is also... When we talk about a flow which comes from above through the above-mentioned blessing. Uh, So besides the actual flow itself, there is also an advantage that it impacts the one who is getting that blessing, the one who is being given to, that it places them on a, on a step so that they can utilize that flow with their own power. They should take that blessing that the Abishter give them and they should utilize this not only what the Abishter has given them but the Abishter will later on give them more, give them the ability that they should be able to not only take the blessing but to increase that blessing. That means Yitain the Ebrister gives you all the flow itself. Gives you a complete, just like the birds to chain but you don't lose anything. Ebrister gives you a complete blessing. But the Yachzer Vijitin, he gives you the ability to increase and power up with your own Koyach in this flow that he's given you. But Vijitin, that's Hashem that has to give you too. The Hashem gives you, that's part of that Ashpur is to give you that you should be able to do it yourself. That's why there's the two steps. But it all comes from the Ebrister. But the second step is, the first step is to get everything from the Ebrister, a full bracha. And then the Ebrister gives you another bracha that you should on your own be able to increase that bracha that the Ebrister has given you. Oisei. 
The Rebbe says these two steps of a boysoid sujainim abatipa and kabayanam is gaber also exists in the service of man. Our service to Hashem, if we talk about the avoid of tzaddikim and we talk about the avoid of balshuba, a tzaddik goes in the straight path, he serves Hashem in matters of Torah and mitzvahs as they were given and as the flow comes from above. There's no change. He does. He goes in a straight path. That tzaddik becomes a fitting vessel to receive all the flows from above through his Torah mitzvahs. He's doing Torah mitzvahs. But the Baal Tshuva, his service is that he switches, he swaps the sins and makes them into merits. Which means that he works Hashem, not in a direct way, but in a way turning things around. He turns around the matters that were not as they were given above. They were given one way and he switches it around. According to the order that was set up in the order to sort things out, you cannot sort out, you cannot elevate those items that come from Gimel Klippas at Meis Lagamri. If they come from the total impure Klippas, like things that are usur, things that are in Avera, you can't elevate them. That's not meant to elevate. That's why you're not allowed to touch things that are prohibited. The way to deal with them is you got to push them away. Things are negative. But uh, however, when you have this service, that you put your own service in the place, which means the koyach atzmai of tshuva, then you can sort out and you can elevate also the sins so they should become like merits. But yet, this avoid of the Baal tshuva, even though he has to do it on his own, in other words, that's not the seder, but that is also comes from a flow from above, Hashem gives it him. The power to be aroused by yourself to do teshuva, that also is given above. Who arouses you, who gives you, wakes you up, to teshuva comes from above. So just as we explained earlier in the marshal of the teacher and the student, that there is an advantage in the Mayan Hamiz Gaber relative to the level of the water, the well that overpowers is there's more than just the pit that doesn't lose a drop. There's also an advantage in the service of a Baal Tshuva relative to the service of Tzadikim. And that's why our sages tell us that in a place where the Baal Tshuva stand, the complete Tzadikim can't stand there because there's an advantage in the Avoida of the Baal Tshuva. And what is the advantage? It's similar to the advantage, like we explained before, in the advantage of the student and the teacher. Just like the advantage of a Mayinam is Gaber, the uh, well that keeps on going out, its advantage is that it's bleakable. It's no limit, because you can always come up with new, you're always coming up with new ideas. Versus a bursud, which is whatever you got, you got there. There's a limit over there. There's a limit to what you get. Same thing is the advantage of a baltshuva is in the level of bleak vul. There's no limit in their service. And as it's known that the avoid of the tzaddikim is in an orderly step-by-step level. Uh, you get one elevation after another elevation, but the avoid of Baal that breaks through all the boundaries and all limitations, and you go up not in a uh, step by step, in one instant, in one instant, and with more force. The Rebbe is ex- explained before that there is two levels explained from a teacher giving to a student, either giving him all the information or giving the student an ability that the student himself can go ahead and figure out things. But the difference is that when the student 
gets everything. He may get full, but he's only limited to what he got from the teacher. If the student is able to come up with their own idea, which also, it's, that's, the koyach comes from the teacher, then they can have beligvu, they can have endless, because they can come up with endless ideas. Uh, and the Rebbe says also, in Avodah Hashem, the Rebbe said, there's also these two levels. The level of a tzaddik is the straight way. It's a limited way. You go from step to step, and in elevation, but a Balchuva changes things around. He makes it, and his service to Hashem is bleak vul. He's, uh, it's, 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 it's a total turnaround from one extreme to the other extreme. So the Rebbe wants to point out now in Nois Vav, he wants to show to us that this was actually the bracha that the Eibishter gave to Yaakov. Yaakov as the father of all kinds of Yidin, he gave him the power both for the Yidin to have the power of Tzadikim, but also for Yidin to have the power of Baal Tshuvas. The Yitain is the level of Tzadikim. The Yachzir V'yitain means that even if the Yid doesn't do it the proper way, still Yachzir V'yitain, he can go ahead and do Tshuva. So the Rebbe says, technically, even a tzaddik has these two levels. Because the fact that you start off first with moidani and Yudavan, that's the part in which you're accepting everything from Hashem. You're thanking Hashem, you're praying to Hashem. That's everything getting from Hashem. But then later on, you have to go on and start your work. That's something that you have to do with your own koichas. Still, these are all a connection. Uh, even that is still connected directly to what the Eivishter gives him because those are part of mitzvahs. The real part where you do it, the Koyach Atzma, is Dafke by Teshuvah because there you have uh, violated and you've gone in the wrong way and by yourself. Of course, with Hashem's koyach, but it's your own initiative, you're turning back. So let's read what the Rebbe says. So the Rebbe says like this, in well. So even though that these matters, both of these matters that we spoke before, which is the flow we get from above, which means what Hashem gives us, and also the second part is that we work with our own koyach, the yachzer v'yitavura koyach. So truth of the matter is, in a general way, it also will be in the service of tzaddikim themselves. And in every day, we have these two avodas. Because when you start the day, you start with meidani lefanecha chulu. So what is the idea of meidani? Which means we are thanking Hashem for the flow that He gives us from above. You gave us our soul with mercy. And also, immediately after you say, the brachas, after you say moida'ani, uh, you say uh, your tefillah, and we say, uh, say just tell us tefillah, so which means very close to your bed from getting up. You are davening to Hashem. So what are we davening? We're asking from Hashem to give us and to flow upon us the blessings and the flows from above. So it's not only that we're asking, but we're saying we're getting it, because since we're making a bracha, we're saying, Baruch Atah Hashem, for all these requests that we're asking, that means that Hashem really does them for us. So what does this mean, that the beginning of a service of the day is related to receiving the Hashbos Malmaila? And that's the first thing, and there's no own initiative, there's no service with your own power. But later on, starts the service with your own koyaches. You have to learn Torah, Kima Mitzvah, which is Kimayin HaMizgaber. So what the Rebbe is saying, so technically we find, we can say that the Yitain, the Yachzer V'yitain within the person himself, or even a Tzaddik, has these two parts. One which he accepts and he gets the flow from above, and the other one which he works by himself. But nevertheless, if we talk specifically, the Rebbe says, even this avoid of tzaddikim, when they study Torah and they observe mitzvahs during the daytime, 
because when they're doing it, they're fulfilling what Hashem has commanded them, which means that the Abishter gave them that uh, mitzvah. So that's considered to be a flow, a power that he get from above. So that's not really considered true work on your own. True work on your own is a tshuva. Is the way is a tshuva. This is still considered work of Hashem. So, therefore, when we're talking about yitain v'yachzer v'yitain, we're going to say it doesn't go on the tzaddikim. Because by tzaddikim it's not so much yachzer v'yitain. The yachzer v'yitain is talking about tshuva. So, we can say, when it says yitain v'yachzer v'yitain, that includes not only the flows that you give from above, spiritually, physically and spiritually, and like we say, that you get it, uh, the two details that, in other words, that you get it a flow from yourself and that you should use your own. Uh, in other words, getting the everything that Hashem gives you, utilize your own koichas, but that's still within the confines of a tzaddik. But when we're talking about really giving to you, we're talking about the power that we get from Hashem to serve Hashem in the two types of Avedah, which is Avedah Sadiqim. And the is about shuba yachzeriyitim, which means where you gotta come up totally with your own koiches. So the Rebbe says, now we can understand another aspect of it. We don't find this type of bracha that the Ebishtev yitin l'cho ha'elikim. Other brachas, but not yitin l'cho ha'elikim. The Rebbe going to explain now that the real level of Baal Tshuva only started after Yaakov. Because Yaakov's kids, Esau, had the opportunity to, 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 to be a Baal Tshuva or, uh, uh, or or more, or uh, I'm sorry, I mean uh, uh, Yidin that come, that come from Yaakov, the Yidin that come from Yaakov, they have the power to be Baal Tshuvas. Uh, up to that point, whether it's Esau could be a Baal Tshuva if he wanted to, uh, but the idea is that starting with Yaakov, you have the idea of Baal Tshuva. And that's why the Brochet, the Rebbe is explaining that Yitin L'cho HaLikim, V'yitin L'cho, Yachzer V'yitin, specifically addresses the need that there should be the ability of doing teshuva. And for a year to do teshuva, that only starts with Yaakov, with the Yid, before that not. So he explains like this. Till then there no such a halikim. Because why? Because there was no such thing as Malchuba till then. There was no possibility till the, that time for the service of tshuva in the level of tshuva the way it's by a Yid. Why? Because Avram Avinu was a complete tzaddik. And the people that considered him, the the people, the human, the people that came before him, they are not considered to be Bnei Yisrael at all. Now the question becomes Yishmoel. Yishmoel did Shua. So we know Yishmoel, who was Avram Avinu's son, and we still don't find the level of Shua. So the Rebbe says, Yishmoel's tshuva wasn't a tshuva way we find it by a Jewish person. The, that's not the regular tshuva like find by a Jewish person. What does the tshuva mean? Because tshuva means that he did a sin, and even while he did the sin, he's still Jewish. So he still remains Jewish. And then that person who was Sinning turns around and becomes uh, dust tshuva. But that didn't apply to Yishmoel. By Yishmoel it says, Avram Yotzomimenu Yishmoel. Yishmoel left him. So Yishmoel, when he left him, he, he was like, he wasn't Jewish at that time anymore. He, he went away. Uh, Yotzom means that he left Upidish, Yotzomimenu. He left and he was separated from himself. So when he returns, it's not that he is returning himself. It's as if now he's a new, a new entity. It's not that same person because he left him and now he's coming back. But what is the bracha that 
Yitzchak is benching, then there is already a possibility of teshuva in his son. There is already, could be so why? Because there's Esau. Notwithstanding the fact, but Yitzchak also says Yotzam and Esau, but our sages tell us, blessed memory, that the way he left Yisrael Mumar, that he was still Jewish, even though he was like a Yisrael that converts to another religion. But Esau is considered to be Jewish. It's brought out by, by Esau, it says Ki Yiddish, he's still alive in Yerusha, he has a connection there. It's also connected to the fact, I mean, the Rebbe has a whole discussion, because Yishmoel comes from a Hagar, from a Goyesha mother, whereas Esau comes from a Jewish mother. Is that related, not related? That's another discussion, another Sikh Nechelech Tezvav. The Rebbe deals with that, the Rebbe points in the Horus over here too. But nevertheless, our sages tell us that he was Yisrael Mumar, and Shuvah applies to him. Um, so now, Yitzchak thought, who was he blenching? He thought he was blenching Esau, right? So that's very good, comes out very, very sweet, very uh, uh, interesting, that the fact that Yitzchak wanted to bench Esau with the brach of Eden he gave it to uh, Yaakov. Why? Because he wanted to extend upon him the power for tshuva. Not for Yaakov. Yaakov was Ishtam. He was a very Sadiqim. He didn't need that. So, that's why Yitzchak wanted. But the truth is that this bracha only really applies uh, to Yaakov. Because the truth of the matter, real tshuva, even though Esau is a mummer, somehow connected, but the real tshuva only applies, can only be possible by Yaakov and his son. So, basically, what the Rebbe says here that the V'yitin l'cho halikim yichzav yatin yachzav yitin is all for the level of teshuva to be mamshich and to bless them that the Ebesheh should give them the care that even if they go in the wrong direction on their own they should go ahead and turn around themselves which was to Yaakov Yaakov can do that and that's why now the Rebbe is going to go back to before uh, the Rebbe asked before why is the introduction? We're talking about destruction over there. And why about a field? The Rebbe is going to explain that when you plow a field, you're making the field fitting so that it could grow there. It can be a beautiful field. And you take that field itself, and what do you do? Field is hard. There's chunks of earth that doesn't accept the rain. It won't grow. It doesn't accept the seed. You know, you got to roll or till it. That whole idea is to break it up, which really represents the idea of teshuva. Teshuva is to break up yourself. There is the level of tzaddikim when the Beis HaMikdosh was built first, the Yidin were tzaddikim. But then the Yidin did since. And then we have to rebuild it. That's represented by these different steps. As we said. So the Rebbe says like this. So now we understand why in the Sifri that Yitzchak saw the Beis HaMikdash as it was built, and then he saw it as it was destroyed, and then he saw it as it was rebuilt and refurbished, okay, and it's uh, redone in the future to come. The Beis HaMikdash in its first building without a Churban beforehand, that represents the Avedah of Tzadikim. Goes straight without no setbacks, no fallbacks, just going in direct, direct line. As opposed to the Beis Hamikdash when it's destroyed, and then you have to rebuild it and, and restructure it in the future. That represents the avoid of tshuva that comes after the descent and after the destruction. That's the idea of Sodeh, Tchoresh, and that's the idea of being rebuilt. So now we understand why seeing the Beis Hamikdash as it's destroyed is comes as an introduction to this bracha, because that fits with the intent of the bracha that Hashem yitain v'yachzer v'yitain that Hashem will give the flow and the power both for tzaddikim for the service of tzaddikim and for the service of Shuba. and it's also understood. Why is the Beis Hamikdash hinted this destruction specifically in the words Kireyach Sode in a field which hints to Tzin Sode Tichodesh, which is a secondary 
aspect, not something closer which would represent the Churm Beis but specifically with the Soda. Because generally, the idea is, because generally the concept of Shuva comes through bitterness and a broken heart. When a person feels how it's bad and it's bitter to neglect and leave Hashem, so then his heart, the heart of the person becomes broken, and he's bitter, and he regrets on what he's done in the past, and he's aroused with a tshuva, complete tshuva, for the past and accepted for the future. I mean, this is when we talk about tshuva in the very literal sense, but there's also, even in a higher madrega of tshuva, tshuva of tzaddikim, over there we say that varuach toshuva l'lekim asher nesona, which means returning your soul to Hashem, which is a higher level of tshuva, not on Averis, but on so. so but it also has the same idea. Because why are you doing tshuva? Because even a tzaddik, who is a complete tzaddik, a tzaddik gomor, is still considered yesh mishoyev. He's an entity that loves Hashem. So when he does tshuva, which means that's a result from his hit that is feeling, oh, it's bad and bitter to be leaving Hashem. Feeling myself a matzias means I think of myself of someone uh, and I'm not connected to Hashem, not totally bottled to Hashem. So it also has that idea of bitterness, which means that you sense that your situation and your conduct and your actions, the way they are till now, aren't the way they're supposed to do, be, and you need to change them, which means that you need to subjugate your existence and your previous uh, image, the way you looked at yourself, in order to start a new service to become a new entity over here, to start over again. And that's the idea of Sodet Chodesh. That's what the field is plowed. What does plowing do? Plowing is Marpi Aro, that softens the earth, which means that you subjugate, you break up your Metzias, your existence that was before, and that's the Aveda of Tshuva. So that's why we're hinting the Beis Amik, Dosh Bechur the Churban represents the service of tshuva. That represents the level of Sodat Tichodesh, we're saying, being plowed, because that, being plowed up, that is the general service of tshuva, of broken up yourself. But, so, then you're going to ask, so why do we have to need, uh, let him just show him, show him the Beis HaMikdosh, and show him the, the field. Why do we need to show him the that the Beis HaMikdosh is built again? Because the ultimate goal is not just to be a broken heart. The ultimate goal is that you should build a beautiful base Amigdash. So it's known, however, it's understood that the ultimate goal of the bitterness and the tshuva is through this, you should be elevated later on in your service. By observing Torah mitzvahs in actuality with more diligence, being more careful with additional vital, additional energy. Because there is a possibility that a person should really truly feel bitter on his previous conduct and is going to be aroused with a true level of repentance of tshuva and yet in the future he's going to remain as he was before as far as his service in the Torah mitzvahs. He's going to be sunk in later on in his business dealings in his, uh, as, as before. And same thing is when we're talking about the higher level of tshuva, of the tzaddikim, Tshuva that we said before, Ruch Kim. Over there too, even after your tshuva, in the greater level, that after your arousal, so your service Torah mitzvahs will be the same as before, without sensing the movement of tshuva that you experience. So that's why he continues and he adds that you saw it You saw the basic loss of Bonu That means that in his blessing, he includes the true and wholesomeness of the tshuva, which means the results, the good results and the great results in the performing Torah mitzvahs in a, uh, a way that it was, it's re, redecorated, redesigned with additional energy that is hinted specifically in the third base amigdash which comes after the churban. So how does one reach to come to that higher level? You must have that, your, your tshuva, your, your field, your plowing needs to be on that level so that it's going to be reached to that level. 
So that's why on the other hand, in order that the, the results of the tshuva should be properly, as I said before, you have to have the tshuva on a very high level and that it's fitting to its goal, which means that even in your bitterness and even in your tshuva, you should sense that the intent and the goal is the everything is all so that the observance of the Torah midst of the future is the goal. And therefore, also the re- results of tshuva are hinted are in the word soda techadish. We're saying the word soda over here. We didn't say the word techadish, we said the soda. Because at the end of the day, the field is what gets to be better through the techadish. Which means to say the ultimate goal of the tshuva is not techadish, is not the breaking, it's not the bitterness, it's not the bittle, not the taking apart, but it's the soda that is destined and is standing there to be sown, to grow and to bring good fruit, which is the Torah mitzvah that follows. That's why even the destruction, it's the soda that is hinted over there. So finally, the Rebbe says, Nesiyot, according to this, we understand why we say, why don't we say, because the main bracha to Yaakov was that he should be blessed with the Avedis HaTshuva. No, no, that's a new, um, a new point. The Rebbe says the main bracha was Avedis. Up till now, the Rebbe said both. Yitem, Yachzer, Yitem. So you can say it means both. It means Tzarek and Baal both of them. And as the Sifri says, the first base Amigdash, and then the destruction of the third base Amigdash. But here the Rebbe ends off that it says because the ultimate main is that he should be blessed with the Vedas which is connected with bitterness, which is the measure of Din and Simpson, which is the Shem Elikim. And maybe because, as the Rebbe said, because that was something new that started off with Yaakov, with Esau, the level of just straight was maybe before as well to Abram, was a Tzaddik and everything else. But this was the main Chiddush, the main Brach to Yaakov was Taka, the level of Baal Shuba. But it's not, we don't say V'yitten l'cho elikim, V'yitten l'cho ho elikim, with the known elikim, which means, what is the he'ayi, the elikim? That is the uh, concept of the knowledge and the revelation that comes after the obscurity, after the contraction. Ho elikim, that comes out from elikim, which is the avoid of tshuva that comes after the distancing. And that becomes a preparation to the revelation of the matters about which it says, Nobody has seen the level of Elikim besides Hashem. So it also there uses the level of Elikim. And that is, will be revealed, And this is from the Sicha of Shabbos Pashas Toldos in Tovshin Chov Dalat.